Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, a podcast presentation by Hope Media Group and Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. My home, what's the meaning of this? And to what did they ascribe his death, sir? You have given him nothing. Are they scuttling the firm? Are you sure about this, Frederick? Has he gone mad? I left this for you. Oh, you look like him, you know. And goodbye to you, Uncle Ebenezer. A spirit. Why show me these things if they are not to be? Lead me as you will. Spirit, show me of that to come. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. There's a unique new entry into the collection of holiday classic movies, Journey to Bethlehem, an epic live-action Christmas musical that weaves classic Christmas melodies with humor, faith, and new pop songs. Rent or buy today at journeytobethlehemmovie.com. As the spirit of Christmas present cautioned, all men do yearn to see the future until they get there. Not in so much that the future bears no resemblance to their preconceived notions of it, nor is it the fact that their worldly accomplishments turn out to mean little. But the most disappointing aspect of the future, for those privileged enough to see it, is that they are not a part of it. Good heavens! My home! What's the meaning of this? That's my reading chair! What's going on? The old man's gone! You don't say? Finally, eh? Yeah, and if that don't bring warmth to your soul, perhaps a parting gift might, eh? <laughs> and what have the constables to say about this? Oh, you can ask them yourself. There's some in the common room. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down there, sir. There will be no quarrelling. This is madness. Or justice. Perhaps a little of both. And to what did they ascribe his death, sir? I haven't heard. But if one were to ask me, I'd say it's an act of mercy. But he didn't suffer long. Mercy wasn't extended him. It was extended them. Look at the blanket I found. Feels like sheepskin. No need of coal with coverings like them. You don't think he died of anything catching, eh? Well, if he did, and you do catch it, at least you'll die warm. <laughs> <laughs> the cellar's been unlocked. Yes! Yes! Oh, good to see such revelry for my demise, though it will be short-lived when my creditors are assigned a responsible term. By Frederick, of course. I may have done little for him in life, but... You'll be overjoyed at what I've given him in death. You have given him nothing. My business! What happened to its sign? Are they scuttling the firm? I don't know. Perhaps a desperately needed renovation. The old man put no money into it. Why would I? Would have been a poor investment. Excuse me? There he is, the keeper of my legacy, Frederick. He certainly filled out as a man. Excuse me, good sirs. Last delivery. Where can we put this, Frederick? Near his desk, Andrew. Ah, oh, good heavens, finally. Yes. His poor clerk, Bob Cratchit. Bless him. Took him months to sort over. Hard to believe it's been a year. A year? Indeed. Time flies. 
but I think this shall be the bookend to that entire affair. Now, uh, are you sure about this, Frederick? It's a fortune before you. As his will expressed, it's, it's yours for the taking. It may be for the taking, Andrew, but it doesn't belong to me. I didn't work for it. Has he gone mad? Frederick! I left this for you! And a worthy firm? You can't just convey to the crown. There is many a worthy firm, Andrew. But this neither belongs to them nor the crown. I'm going to abandon the debt. Great, Great Scott! Scott have you gone, gone mad? mad? That's right. Pox sense into the boy! I know it sounds mad, Andrew. This could certainly elevate my position and help my family. But I also believe it would change the position of many more. To lift them from the burden of their unsustainable debt. Although my uncle wouldn't approve, perhaps by forgiving their debt, they may remember him with some modicum of kindness instead of bitterness. You're a good man, Frederick. Well, since we're done here, do you care to join me for lunch? I appreciate all of your help, Andrew, but I'm going to stay here for a moment. Bid him goodbye. You do that. Good day. Good day. Why is he so disconsolate? I left this for him! Uncle Ebenezer, I don't know where you are right now, as it's not for me to judge your soul. But if you happen upon my mother, well, give her a gentle kiss for me. Good day, sir. Good day, madam. I'm sorry, but if you were looking for something, the, the firm's no I longer... I know, Frederick. I'm sorry? Oh, you look like him, you know. He was quite handsome when he was younger. Ah. It is my Elizabeth. Or was mine. I'm Elizabeth uh, Seymour. My apologies for the sudden intrusion. I heard the news some time ago and I was walking by and saw you and it, it reminded me. It's quite all right. This was actually the last place I saw him, though he didn't know. It wasn't long ago. I found myself on this street late one night after all the shops had closed and I looked up and there he was. Right where you stand. Seated over his work, quill in hand. <laughs> Working himself into a fever. <laughs> oh, he looked not at all like the man I remembered. So old and distant. Memory of a memory. Well, not that I'm the belle I was, either. <laughs> You're a lovely woman, Mrs. Seymour. And forgive me for asking. I understand if you choose not to share... Did you ever have any second thoughts about my uncle? I was wounded, as you can imagine, but the gears of a young woman shift quickly and, and you're taught that things happen for a reason. Of course, you really don't learn that until your new reason appears before you, as mine eventually did. How did he pass? Oh, well, um, he passed the same way that he lived, alone. And you mourn him? No. No, actually, I don't. But I do mourn for him. Though he despised the world, he certainly worked hard to please it. We disagreed on nearly everything. In fact, I even defied him in death. 
Not just with regards to his firm, he wished to be buried in one of the magnificent seven graveyards of Brompton or <laughs> Tower Gardens. Of course he did. <laughs> but I placed him in the churchyard next to my mother. I think she would have wanted him near. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, it's very kind of you. I pray he can rest there in peace. Thank you. Oh, goodbye, Frederick. Goodbye, Mrs. Seymour. And goodbye to you, Uncle Ebenezer. Is there anyone that wants my death spirit? I've never known a death mourn. My father's elicited pride. My sister's brought anger. I know not of one that has elicited tenderness. Come with me, and I will show you one. This is Bob Cratchit's home. Last I was here, there was music and laughter. I see the children and Cratchit's wife. But where is the small one, Spirit? Is he with his father? Mother, is father joining us for supper? We'll see, honey. Robert? Continue your studies, girls. He never comes from the den anymore. Ah, uh, yes, uh, we'll leave a uh, fulcrum. Uh, Robert, love? Yes, dear. What are you doing? It's it's Tim's Dawson chair, a, a seat with wheels. Uh, I thought we could finally assemble it for him. It, it will make things so much more easy. Uh, Robert, th there's just no need for that. Well, of course there is, dear. The, the boy will need it to move round. Robert, please, love, put the tools down. He's gotten too big to carry, at least five stone. Robert, please. But, in fact, I... I dare say I'll soon be needing this chair myself. <laughs> Robert, please. I must finish. Enough. But it's Tim's Dawson chair. Love, he, he won't be needing it. But he will, Mary, he will. There, there. I need to finish it. It's okay, love, it's okay. I know, I know. I can't carry on. Yes, you can. And you must. You have three beautiful other children who need their father's strength, just as Tiny Tim did. Mary, I don't know what to say to them. You say nothing. You show them. Robert, I need you too. I am so, so sorry, Mary. We will... We will forge through this tragedy together. <laughs> Tim would have wanted it that way. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Such strength. A strength you lack. Now come with me. I fear to follow you, spirit. Our time is at hand. This is not my home. This is where my sister is buried. I... I understand. But before I draw nearer to my grave, know this, spirit. I do not belong here. <laughs> 
I asked in my will that I be buried on a secular site. Not because I embraced the world, but that I would be ashamed for all eternity to lay interred on holy ground next to my sister. Go! Yes, spirit. I see that stone to which you point. And I know well the path that I have paved that led me to it. And if I could undo that path, I would. I would, but I have not the power, spirit. I have not the power! But, but answer me. Have you shown me the shadow of things that will be? Or are they shadows of what may be? Spirit! Spirit! It is time. A spirit! Why show me these things if they are not to be? For no man is past all hope, are they, spirit? Because hope is living and breathing, and hope defeats death. I know this now, spirit, and if I embrace this, I yet may change these shadows you have shown me by an altered life. Help me, spirit, help me! Spirit, I'm not the same man I was. I'm not. Spirit, hear me. Please, I beg of thee. Allow me the chance to amend my ways and change the course of my life. Hear me, God! Hear my prayer! I'm not the man I was. I'm not the man I was. Spirits, where am I? What is this? Could I not have missed it? Could the spirits have finished their work in one night? Well, of course they could. They're spirits and they can do anything they have a will to do. Hello! You there, coachman! Uh, yes, sir? What day is it? A day is it? Why, it's, it's Christmas Day, sir. Good heavens. They have indeed done it. Of course they have. Do you, uh, do you need a ride, sir? I do indeed. In fact, I need a coach for the day. No, no. I need two coaches for the day. Do you know of another coachman who has an equal-sized carriage, or perhaps an even larger one? Uh, oh, I, I do, sir. My brother's carriage is quite large. Enough to carry a, a market's worth of food and sundries. With room to spare, sir, but... But... Well, it is Christmas, sir. And I... I may be hard-pressed to pull him from his family. Oh, I understand. But I will only need his services for this morning. And for that, I will pay him five shillings. Five shillings? Then he shall be at your service. Look at you. What a diligent young man. Enterprising and sharp. Now tell me, does the prize goose still hang at the butcher shop? It was the last time I rode past. Then... Summon your brother and his carriage and meet me there. And if you can be there by the top of the hour, I shall pay you half a crown. Half a... Yes, sir. Merry Christmas to you, sir. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to you, coachman.
Come forward, come forward. In the spirit of this holy day, as a gift to us, our only wish is to provide you with a modest but warm meal. So we only have enough soup for 200 servings. I know, switch to cups instead of bowls. Excuse me, sir. Come right away. What is it? I don't know. A miracle, I believe. Thank God. Whose coach is this? There must be an entire market aboard. Meat and poultry and gruel by the barrel. As well as enough warm weather clothes and blankets to cover the entire East End. Where did this come from? From the gentleman nearby. But he wouldn't give me his name. Mr. Scrooge? Ah, my good man. I'm sorry for the delay, but I knew you could use some additional resources for your magnificent ministry. We are overwhelmed by your donation. No, no, no. It's not a donation, sir. It's a commitment. I pledge to help you each and every year from here out and all the days between. Thank God we should be able to feed them all today thanks to you. No, thanks to you. Because you, good sir, are offering more than just soup. God bless you, Mr. Scrooge, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Mr. Scrooge, if I may, why the change of heart? Ha <laughs> Twas hope that changed me, and that was something you helped remind me. Good day, sir. Good day to you, sir. Was that? It was. Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, will continue in a moment. Have you shown me the shadow of things that will be? Or are they shadows of what may be? The future can be scary. Scrooge got to see what could be. What about you? How will you be remembered if you keep living the way you are? Where will you spend eternity? Just text the word CHRISTMAS to 91979 if you would like to ask for prayer, connect with a local church for this Christmas season, or even download a shareable companion guide to this podcast that will help you find hope and encouragement. Once again, text CHRISTMAS to 91979. Coming this holiday season to a city near you, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. A rock holiday tradition returns as TSO brings back the ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. Winter Tour 2023, a blend of rock, classical, and holiday music for the entire family. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. More information is available at TSOtickets.com. We hope you're enjoying Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. You can read more about forgiveness, faith, and hope in our five-day reading plan based on the Charles Dickens classic. Click the link in the show notes or visit scroogepodcast.com. Oh, Mrs. Cratchit, this smells delicious. Robert! Father! Mm -hmm. I was just testing it, Tim. When will the goose be ready? Almost. Your father is just about to carve it. Children, take your seats. Go light on the portions. Yes, dear. May I have a leg, father? The leg is your father's favourite, Peter. I love the leg too. Which is why God gave them two. The legs are to be shared like the rest of the goose. Oh, Mm. who could that be? 
Is this the Cratchit home? It is. Have a delivery from the butcher. Come in. Make way. Woohoo! Make way. <sighs> Took some extra time, this one. But she was the envy of the flames <sighs> in the cookhouse. What? What is this? Why, it's the prize goose from the butchers. That it is. Uh, but uh, it doesn't belong to us. Uh, are you sure there isn't some kind of a mistake? No mistake, sir. Was sent over this morning from the butcher himself with a note to prepare and deliver to you. Merry Christmas! <laughs> well, enjoy it, we will! <laughs> Who do you think it's from? I have no idea. <laughs> Time! Oh! Oh! I'm Venus de Milo, you cretins! <laughs> That's not fair! A lyric for all losers. More of a chorus for them. <laughs> Men aren't good at staging reenactments. Yes, that William Shakespeare fellow is a tedious bore. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Martha. And Merry Christmas. Oh, my. You are... Yes. I'm Frederick's tight-fisted, occasionally cantankerous and at times unlikable Uncle Ebenezer. Oh, I know who you are. Frederick talks about you all the time. He told me we weren't to expect you, but I am so happy you've come. Please, come in. Oh, well, I, I only have a moment, my dear, but... Well, I wanted to drop off a set of flowers and a bottle of wine. And for you, my dear, a Christmas card that expresses my deepest affection for always keeping me on your guest list. Darling, who is it? Uncle Ebenezer, how wonderful for you to come. Please, step in. I only came to drop off gifts and bid you my greetings before I carry on. But now that you're here, Frederick, I'd love to leave you with a thought. I'll leave you too. Thank you, Uncle. And what would you wish me to think about? Well, I've decided to take the firm in a new direction, Frederick. That sounds promising, Uncle. I'm sure you'll do splendidly. Ah, but it involves the structure of the firm. Jacob Marley has been gone for some time now. And you wish to take on a new partner? I do. And it will come with a significant advance in pay. But I'd like to make it a family-run business, Frederick. And I was wondering if... You wouldn't consider a career change. I know it's not exactly what you've apprenticed for, but would love the opportunity to discuss it when you have the time. That is after you've talked with your lovely fiancé. Well, of course, Uncle. I would love that. And I'm honoured by your consideration. No, Frederick. The honour is mine. Very well. That is all. Merry Christmas, son. A Merry Christmas to you, Uncle Ebenezer. Uncle Ebenezer, are you okay? She had a temper as a child. Short as a wick if she didn't get her way, which was rare because well, she could have charmed the rug from a gypsy and had a smile that belonged on stage. And she knew how to use it too, getting her and me out of all sizes of trouble when we were young. She'd be proud of you. Uncle, come inside. Share more with me over a cup of tea. Are you okay, darling? Oh, you, you, your, your uncle. He, uh, what's he just, what, darling? He just gave us 
a Christmas gift. Uh, he, he wrote his promissory note for... <laughs> good, good heavens! Uncle Ebenezer, have you gone mad? Well, it hardly atones for the Christmases I've missed. And it's a dowry as well. You must marry this girl, Frederick, before she finishes university and runs off. I would do nothing of the sort. But then I wouldn't get to be your niece, Uncle Ebenezer. Oh, thank you. Stay with us, Uncle, just for a bit. I'd love to hear more. Please, Uncle. Our invitation is a gift for you, but your acceptance is a gift for us. Oh, very well. One drink. Two cups of tea, darling. I'll make it three. Welcome, Uncle. Friends! Christmas brings us a special guest today. This is my Uncle Ebenezer. Three minutes after. He's late. You're late, Cratchit? Cratchit! Do you know what time it is? Bob Cratchit, you're late! Yes, sir, I I'm so sorry. The family and I made merry yesterday. It was quite the exhausting day. And why are you sharing this? You think I sit here, perishing of curiosity, how merry or not your Christmas was? No, sir. You think I so torture of not knowing the state of your holiday that I rose early to lumber in the cold to the firm I built just to sit at my desk with bated breath to hear you say you are exhausted from merriment? No, sir. No, you're not exhausted from merriment? Uh, well, no, sir. I, I mean, I am, or was exhausted. So which do you bring here today, Cratchit? Exhaustion or merriment? Uh, both, sir? Uh, or neither, I suppose. Enough, Cratchit! All your gibberish is making me dizzy. And whether exhausted or merry, it makes no difference to me. You're late once again. Uh, again, I'm sorry, sir. You leave me no choice, Robert Cratchit, but to double your salary. I'm sorry, sir? Oh, you heard me, old boy. Come over here. Come. Sit. Are you good, sir? Actually, Robert, I'm not. But I aim to be. I've been dead for a long time. As long as you've worked here. And before then. And I can only imagine how difficult it's been for you to work for me. It's been trying at times, sir, but we've made the best of it. No, I have made the best of it. And at your expense as well as others. But I too had the most amazing holiday. And it came after the most frightful Christmas Eve you can imagine. But during that night, I discovered something that has long been absent in my life. Hope. Not in the form of a wish or a prayer, but a living and breathing hope whose birth was celebrated yesterday. I can see your skepticism, Robert, and I invite it. I invite it to hold me responsible to my word. From here on out, I will be of good cheer. I will treat you not as a subservient, but as a partner at this firm, along with my nephew, Frederick, who I hope to bring into the fold. And that together, 
we will run our business with not just a ledger, but a heart. I don't know what to say, sir. Well, you don't have to say anything. But if I may also add, I endeavor to help your family as well, Bob. Especially the, the smaller one, Tim. We will see to it that he has the best physicians in all of England so that one day this boy may walk on his own two legs. How does that sound? I am at a loss for words, sir. Well, you can gather them while I go to shop and purchase a new coal scuttle. Then the both of us can discuss these very affairs when I return over a fire and a bowl of smoking bishop. Can you do that, Bob? I can do that, sir. Then you do that. And you do that before you dot another I, Bob Cratchit. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Scrooge was better than his word doing all he had promised and infinitely more. He also became as good a friend, good a partner, and good a man as the good old city knew, or any good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. And a tiny Tim, who did not die. Mr. He would become a second father. Some people laughed to see the transformation in him. But he let them laugh, and he did them little. For his own heart laughed too, <laughs> and that was enough for him. There was, however, one last piece of business in his life he needed to make amends for. And it came with a most curious request, and on the grounds of what the spirits called Crossbones Graveyard. We've never had such an odd inquiry. In fact, most of these plots are long forgotten. Do you even know where it is? I do. It's right here. Very well. If it pleases you, I'll have my diggers at work and make arrangements for transfer by end of day. And the money I've offered? It will cover a new casket as well. It will indeed. Thank you, sir. Sir, if I may, the headstone on this plot is blank. No name, no date of birth, no date of death. How are you sure this is the gravesite you seek? Because I'm the one who picked it. And who rests here? A man called James Huffam Scrooge. He was my father. Very well. I will proceed. Good afternoon, father. I'm sorry that I could not forgive you in life. Perhaps it may have sown the seeds of something beautiful between us. And I don't know that it is against your wishes or not, but I'm moving you from this place so that you can be next to Fan. I know she would have cared to be next to her father. And finally, though I long for practice in prayer, 
my heartfelt one this day is that God bless you, have mercy on your soul, and that I may feel your forgiveness in death. We all need God's blessing, each and every one of us. Goodbye, Father. We all need God's blessing, each and every one of us. Tiny Tim said it, Ebenezer Scrooge said it, and he who blesses us every day manifested it. And we're reminded of this every December the 25th on Christmas, that he blesses us, each and every one of us. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, starring Sean Astin, narrated by John Rhys Davies, featuring Ben Barnes, Maxwell Caulfield, Bethany Joy Lenz, Juliet Mills, Ryan O'Quinn, Lucy Punch, and Clive Standen. Also featuring Carolyn Braver, Jessica Bryden, Paul Castro Jr., Mae Charters, Joshua David, Simon Haycock, Denise Hoey, Gildart Jackson, Hannah James, Jordan Claire McGraw, Jeannie Torado, Tajane Turner, and Hannah White Oak. Adapted from the Charles Dickens novel by P.G. Kasheri. Directed and produced by Mark Ramsey. Produced by Jim Young. Sound design by Jordan Fair. Production manager, Tatiana Kelly. Casting by Gillian O'Neill. Primary recording at Invisible Studios in Hollywood. Production assistant, Joshua David. Executive produced by Paul Anderson for Workhouse Media. A presentation of Hope Media Group. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol is a Mark Ramsey Media production. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas.